I want to help people. I want yeah. people. And you know, this is something. You know, the opportunity that Gordon gave me ten years ago. One of the things that he did say to me was, "Never, please, do not underestimate the opportunity you've been given now. Yeah. And, and, and please make the most of it. Do not squander it." Yeah. Welcome back, boys and girls. Last month, I sat down with Akhtar Islam. He was fresh off his win of his first Michelin star at Tafim, and naturally he was over the moon. Akhtar burst onto the scene in 2009 where he won Gordon Ramsay's F-word. He then went on to have success in the Great British Menu and is a regular on Saturday Kitchen. More recently, he has launched his own restaurant group, which he is currently expanding at a phenomenal rate. Uh, I met Akhtar 10 years ago at the Curry Awards in London. Um, he's, a, he's a really nice guy, uh, lots of banter and uh, definitely a cheeky chappy. Uh, I hope you enjoy this wide-ranging conversation. Please share and thanks for listening. Um, Akhtar Islam, chef uh, at Sofim and I guess director for Akhtar Islam Restaurant Group. We do a, restaurant, a group of boutique restaurants uh, throughout Birmingham. We've got two so far, another two launching in January and a th- fifth one which will be launching in summer next year. So yeah, we're busy a, boy. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. So we've got we've got to start off with your Michelin star. Yeah. Um big congratulations mate. You must Thank be you. must Thank be absolutely over the moon. Yeah, I think I've twenty six years in this industry now and uh I guess as a chef there's not really uh anything higher that yeah or exactly. there's not, not nothing more that you cover uh more than gaining your your first star and i guess there's a second and the third but i'm i'm happy with my first and yeah. it's about you should we should should say that we did one I, I did try and plan this in before you won your star yeah so. yeah yeah no you did you did, you did so yeah no you're definitely not a glory hunter but no, uh but the thing is it's yeah for me now it, it's it is a case of just continuing what we're doing yeah you know, we, we, we achieved a star for doing what we do so it's not a case of uh, changing up what we're doing now completely it's it's about maintaining what we do and then maintaining that same attitude which is about pushing boundaries which is about pushing uh, our style of cuisine to 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 its nth degree and, and, and yeah. you know that pursuit pursuit of perfection which is uh, a constant pursuit it's never over you know? yeah there's no such there's no end game to it really it's about continuing what you're doing and 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 how was it's probably difficult to do but describe the process because uh, i assume they, they obviously have some inspectors they yeah, come in so for dinner most of it's incognito you don't actually know i was about to say do they make themselves aware to you when they come in or no ha- no no because then that's the great thing about Michelin and uh, compared to uh, most of these other reviewers and so on and so forth, there's, there's, there's zero interaction with, yeah. with you as a business or, or as, as a kitchen. So, you know, the idea is you serve them as you would serve any other guest. And yeah. based on that experience and based on, it's, it's all about the several visits so up to like six visits that you're uh checked on consistencies so, yeah um to make sure that the, the the service that and the experience that they have uh been uh, i don't know uh, well enjoyed 
it's something that happens consistently, not just a one-off wonder. So, um, and then two of the visits that I had last year, uh, two of the visits that I'm aware of, I did. I was interviewed post. Ah, okay. So okay. One was two days after the dine, so okay. it's not as though directly straight after. So yeah. You have zero idea, but the idea is to make sure that the experience that you're you're delivering to the inspector is the experience that the the guest yeah you know the the guest right next to them is the same that they're getting absolutely and 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 how did you find out i take it then they write to you or well no 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 you got i got an email on the friday before the the ceremony ceremony okay. on the monday and uh, i guess that was it really it, i take it that was a messy weekend then no, <laughs> were no, you not no, celebrating just, 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 no no there's no <laughs> celebrating at all because uh, you, you keep it to yourself and it's yeah, only yeah, myself and uh, Neil my head chef that and, and the GM that, that was made aware everyone was, it was all kept very quiet because you don't want it it's Birmingham's a small village yeah and, exactly as far as cities go and um, it gets around like wildfire everyone so, knows everyone yeah, type so, thing don't they you don't want to ruin that, uh, I guess, that element of surprise and, 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 and for everyone else in the city. So, yeah, we kept it to ourselves. We didn't post anything on social or anything like that until it was announced Good. at the at the event, at the ceremony. So, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that week leading up to, the week leading up to the receiving the email, that was a tense week. Because, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. because... Not, not so we don't cook or the restaurant wasn't set up for that in vain it was set up to to be a celebration to gastronomy and celebration to Indian food and celebration to British uh, produce and producers and and my very personal yeah. style of cooking that's what the restaurant was for but part and parcel of it is to achieve recognition and, yeah. you know, and to achieve recognition from Michelin was definitely high on the agenda yeah. and and what people that when a lot of people say, oh, but were you aiming for Michelin? So you don't aim for Michelin. You aim to cook a really good, yeah. good plate of food, and 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 could do that consistently. And you aim to deliver a, 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 a very unique and special experience for your guests. And part and parcel of that is when Michelin recognise that, yeah. and they then award you with yeah. the start because. What people need to understand is that you got street vendors like Michelin. Make it very clear you've got street vendors who yeah. achieve a star. Yeah, you yeah. know there aren't boxes you tick for them. No. It's about the experience. Yeah. And one of the greatest thing about Michelin is they look at you as an individual. They look yeah. at you as a, as a, as a restaurant or as a as a, as, a, as a you know a restaurant or you know like I say food vendors, whatever it is that you do, whatever level you're cooking at. Uh, and you, whatever level you you've invested in your bi- bi- business, yeah. it's not about that. You could be sitting on a street stall, yeah, um, you yeah. know, plastic chair, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and 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 achieve a star. Yeah. And that 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 restaurant or that 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 vendor can achieve a star, as well as you know, a two million pound fit out like we've got yeah. in our Ophim, that can achieve it as yeah. well. But it's all built around the experience, all built around the food, yeah, and. So when people ask me, oh, did you, did, was this set up for, yeah, yeah. no, it wasn't. It was set up to cook great food and Michelin yeah. is uh, awarded to those who deliver yeah, that. I guess, I guess it's a, a result of yeah. doing great things, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, irrespective of your level of uh, financial input. Good. Yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, my, my in-laws are from Hong Kong 
and uh, and yeah, you can you can be in uh, a part of Hong Kong with a load of street vendors, and uh, the the guy who does the best roast duck, ha, ha, you know, is Michelin recognised, and you yeah. think, how is this even possible? I'm sitting on a stool on the main road, uh, but the duck will melt in your mouth. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's what it's all about. It's um, Michelin are very clear about that. It's it's about the food, and it's about yeah. Uh, you know the chef's uh, personality on the plate. It's, yeah. it's about being delivering something that you can't get anywhere else, yeah. and being uh, standing out in your your, your particular class. And yeah. I think what we yeah. do at Rafim is is very unique. Yeah. Um, even in the Indian fuel, yes, we've got other Michelin-style Indian restaurants in the UK, most of whom are in London, but most those are all very. Indian Indian yes you know all the chefs there are Indian trained from you know either the Oboy or Taj group and they've got a lot of similarities in their yeah. approach to food yeah. what we do here in Birmingham or what I what I do is totally unique yeah, it doesn't follow of any course. of their formulas yeah um, I, I cook what comes to me naturally as yeah. opposed to these are the sources I was taught while I was working Blah blah Taj Mahal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do this and do that, and that's yeah. that's it. Whereas what we do is totally unrecognizable in yeah. comparison to what the guys in London. Are yeah, doing. no. I mean, I I ate at your place last year. I had a meeting in Birmingham, and uh, yeah, there were there were certain things which were I, I was you know even down to I think there was like a, a one. It was it was like a Golgotha. That's how yeah. the only only thing I can. But but it wasn't your traditional Golgotha. Yeah. It was. Uh, it, it, it was, uh, you know, I guess it was a, a British Golgapa 2.0, you yeah. know, uh, how we've grown up with a Golgapa, but then I guess you put your own Birmingham slant on it, and, and uh, yeah, it was like nothing I've ever tasted, and it was, uh, it was really unique. And that's my thing with restaurants. I believe any restaurant you go to has to have its own personality. Absolutely. It has to be unique. Yeah. What you eat there has to be unique to that restaurant, as opposed to something that bears similarity or that because uh, you know there, there are in, in the Indian restaurant field I think there's about 12,000 Indian restaurants in the country yeah. right and and they all offer a very similar experience and my thing is well when you come to Ophim you out of that sea of uh, restaurants and, 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 and contemporaries within within the field you know we stand out and we're, we're very unique because yeah. what we do here is a very unique experience yeah, yeah. now it's not for everyone there's no. a lot of people who come in who probably <laughs> prefer more of a you know uh, a lady pool-esque road-esque curry house yeah. experience yeah. which sadly we don't deliver yeah and you know how they get that or, 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 or you know they often leave you know disappointed or they don't understand what we're about but how's that um, make you feel just 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 on that bit because because there's a lot of, not in our industry, but I guess the general public, sometimes they'll go to, whether it's your restaurant or, or a, a, a Chinese or another Asian restaurant or even like a, a British restaurant, that, and they just, um, it's almost like they don't get it, but then they, they, they've come with expectations to get a radioactive coloured chicken yeah. tikka or a biryani in a certain way. How, how does that make you feel when someone's disappointed? Is, well, it's, it's, for, for me, it's about like if 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 the it's about 
speaking to that guest and explain to them, well, look, what you come, what people come here for is a unique experience. Absolutely, yeah. If you want something, like we say on our uh, website, and it's something that rings very true, and, and, you know, the words on the website are my words, and it says, you know, the food that, you know, that people are familiar with and, yeah. and familiarity is not some, not what we do. Yeah. What we do here is a very personal take and rendition or interpretation of those flavours. Yeah. And and if you want mainstream curry in a nicer environment, yeah. that's if that's what you're coming for, well, you're yeah. not going to get it here yeah. because yeah. everything we do is totally against that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, we're, we're not, that's not what we say sure. we do that's not what we'll ever do that's not what we aim to do that's not what we aim to emulate so sure. when you're coming here and you get an experience like that and you're <laughs> disappointed well it's your own fault because yeah. like i say to like with and you know i don't mean to be disrespectful once again but no, it's course. it's usually uh, people uh, uh, you know from certain demographics yeah. who, who who come with that ex- ex- expectation and and we often have to explain to them so look the menus on the website yeah uh, it's very clear in the narrative on the website what we do the menus on the door you there's no hiding what we're about yeah i didn't and dupe you yeah, at exactly. any point did i so <laughs> when you come here expecting you know a menu with 15 pages on it with chicken karai lamb karai prawn karai chicken and lamb karai chicken and lamb karai with mushroom chicken and lamb karai you know yeah. we don't do that yeah. we don't yes. don't you do chicken pakora don't you do this well no we yeah. do what we do yeah. this is on our menu and it's clear so like I said if you wanted the mainstream curry experience I say you know there's ashes around the corner there's yeah. eating house down there and there's there's plenty of curry restaurants yeah. like I said there's 12,000 of them yeah. out there knock yeah. yourself yeah, out yeah, of do you know yeah that's not what we yeah. do. Yeah. No. no what we could, if you, if you, but if you want an experience that will challenge your interpretation, that will uh, ask you to question what you know and delve further into the makeup of Indian food and and, and what we know it as and and, and looks into the, the all the influences that that have gone into over the last two two thousand years or so to develop and create the Indian food that we know. Yeah then we're the place to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. But uh, I guess some people just just probably don't get it, but anyway. Yeah, well, that's, that's you know, but, you know, like I say, you know, for us, obviously, as a, as a, as a, as a restaurant, yeah. as with, with, you know, we're honest about what yeah, we do, yeah. and, you know, well, we, well, we don't. Yeah, no, uh, and, yeah. and it's really good. Congratulations again for the Michelin star, and uh, well-deserved. I, I ate there for lunch, and... Uh, I need to return with my wife soon, uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely. Let's rewind a bit. Where, sure. where, where did you grow up? Where, born in Birmingham? So I was a Brummie born and bred, so it's bizarre um, to think that, you know, most of my life has been spent within, I don't know, three and a half, four <laughs> miles of where we sit right now. So okay. I was born on Dudley Road Hospital, which is about a mile and a half up the road. Okay. I uh, grew up in Aston, which is about three miles from here. I spent most of my twenties living around this area in the Jura Quarter, which okay. you know, is, uh, a, I guess a local favourite yeah. neighbourhood drunk. That was yeah. me. Um, <laughs> I used to spend most of my weekends drinking at where the building where Ophim is. Oh right, okay. Be, what was it previously? Ah, okay, uh, it's okay. called uh, Me Too. So okay. um, I'd spend Fridays and Saturdays. It's, it's full circle for you. Then. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> so um, the guys who used to own it, a guy called Mark. Uh, Mark uh, Mark Jones and Keith 
Keith Williams, uh, Mark Jones and Keith are both friends. Mark is a very good friend of mine, and uh, it's it's weird to think that um, uh, th- this is my space. Yeah. Now. Okay. Yeah. So so describe what Birmingham looked like in your youth. What you know? How how, how was it growing up in Birmingham? Or yeah, I mean for me, I've I've, I've always loved this city. I've always enjoyed living in the city. Um, that's why I'm still here. Uh, as as many opportunities have been presented to me to relocate to other parts of the city, other parts of the world, I've always chosen to. Yeah. And I'm not. It's not because I'm I'm, I'm you know someone who fears the unknown or you know. You know, I thrive off it. So, yeah. But it's just a conscious choice I've always made. I, I like Birmingham as a city. But yeah, Birmingham as a city, I'd, I'd like to say, you know, we're slow in, in taking up adopting change and so on and so forth. But it's something that we know as a city we need to do. That's why you can see a lot of this infrastructure work that's going on now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. one would have hoped this happened 10, 15 years ago. Sure. So we would sure. have kept up with the pace yeah. uh, but sadly we, we, we haven't but it, yeah we're one of those uh, I think there's a Facebook page that I follow is uh, Birmingham's great will be great when it's finished and it's, <laughs> it's a case we've, we've always been finishing it, it yeah. just never gets finished so um, it's work in we, progress we, yeah exactly <laughs> laugh about it but as you can see you know the, the work yeah, yeah, going across see, the yeah. road yeah. that was all supposed to be completed by the time uh, the Commonwealth Games come here, but uh, as you can see, with all the will in the world, it's not going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. but when it's done, it'll be great. You know, a female will be sitting across the road from ten thousand odd office spaces, yeah. all of which which will be housing all the uh, you know the major uh, you know the big you've got PwC oh, okay. banks going okay. there. So this is where I guess the business. Almost Banking. like a, a version of Canary Wharf, I guess. Yeah, we'll move across. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to be right across the road. Fantastic. So yeah. the space underneath that, all the retail space, most of it's going to go to chain operators, blah, blah, blah. So we'll be the first credible op- 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 option when it comes to good cooking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there's always uh, it's always massive weights in going well some people love independence some people love chains but yeah i think it's i think it's always a nice place to you know if you've got that corporate environment have an independent opposite yeah. you it's, it's great yeah. it's a great offering i mean one of the things i've never been a fan of chains i no. I, I you know I've, I've been quite open about it I, yeah. don't, I don't i don't think i think chains yes they have their place but i always say as a consumer i always try and put my pounds to an independent yeah I agree I think it's really important yeah, yeah. Um, so. you know you, you're employing local people well most of the time it's local people yeah, local produce and all those things so, so you, uh, yeah a lot of reinvestment goes in. and the, the other thing is <coughs> like look you know as an Italian like we're sitting in Lenya today which yeah. is our Italian restaurant here you know, there's no chain operator in the city can say they make all their pasta in house every morning they don't Yeah. there's no chain operator in this city that can say they bake all their bread in-house every morning. Yeah. There's no chain operator in this city that can turn around and say they buy their cheese from a family producer. Yeah, There's course, no chain yeah, operator yeah. in this city that can say they buy their, their cured meats from a family producer. Yeah. Uh, our olive oil come from a family producer. Our, our balsamic come from one of the oldest producers of balsamic in modern art, but we yeah. use a lovely aged balsamic, you know, minimum yeah. 20 year old. So yeah. No chain operator is going to offer you yeah. that. They will 
give you the cheapest crap that they can get away with and yeah. they'll charge you a pretty pound yeah. for it I think unfortunately for, for, for certain chains not all chains but certain chains or, or most of the chains should I say is that it's all about getting the right number in the right box yeah, of isn't course, it yeah it's, um, it's not and, and that, that's why it's I always, always feel about the experience is it yeah exactly and that's why I always feel like independence I'm not <laughs> saying independence is always better because there are some like independence out there once again hospitality being an industry where there's no barrier to entry if you can put your balls on the line yeah. put a bit of money together you can open a place and start selling food but the, like I say it doesn't always make them better than chains but invariably like when it comes to the Italian say field in, in Birmingham you know yes I've got this space here there are a couple of other other independents in Birmingham I'd much rather give them give them my money than yeah. go to I don't know your you know the chain operators that sure, we have in this sure, city. so sure. yeah so it, it's one of those things but you know I can only talk from a personal point of yeah. view and my approach yeah. to food and what I tend to do and yeah. what I want to do with with food obviously I've got I'll have five restaurants by the end of next year of you know, Ophim's the only one I, I cook at, but all the other restaurants follow my ethos, which is everything is made by hand in-house. Yeah. And every bit of produce that we use comes from independent producers, naturally reared stock for our meats, our fish comes off day boats, and all our, you know, ingredients that we use are, 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 are organic where possible or, or come from just reputable producers yeah so I, I guess it's I guess it's about being authentic isn't yeah, it and exactly. uh, it's, it's about being as as as, as, uh, as true to yourself and, yeah. and, and to the brand as you can isn't it exactly. so, uh, no, exactly. so we'll be <laughs> occupying space obviously we've got Indian we've got Italian we've got the Argentine <laughs> two Argentine yeah. restaurants opening yeah. and then we've got one that concentrates on traditional British food so Good. doing Good. You know, things like your beef Wellington and, and, and you know really good pies and stuff yeah. like that. You know, just comfort f- food, food yeah. that I love. Yeah, yeah. familiar food, yeah. but familiar yeah. British food. Like good. Sunday roast is probably my favourite meal of the week. Yeah. So much so that yeah, yeah. we have one in the week as well. Good. Which is, good. You know, I always love having a Sunday roast, so we'll we'll always have a roast dinner in the week good. as well as a team, good. which is really important for me. So. Good. Okay. Yeah. All right. What What was your uh, just going back a bit? What What was the first job, or what What was your first thing in the hospitality industry? Hospitality, the first thing was just working at my father's restaurant, helping yeah. out. Um, how How was it? Um, where was your father's restaurant? It's in Shirley. It's still there. So. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's part, traditional. Part of, yeah, traditional Asian curry house. Yeah, curry house. Yeah. yeah just Bogo basic curry house. <laughs> and how, how was that? Was a lot of peeling onions, chopping onions? Yeah, what what yeah. was it? Prep? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of lot of lot of that stuff, you know. Just just what you what you expect at your at curry house yeah. really. And it was, it was okay, you know. I remember it when I was you know, a young lad, I remember going there God, you know, I started working there when I was about thirteen, but okay. I remember going there since from the ages of I don't know, nine, ten onwards, you know, just going in on weekends helping out. around yeah, yeah hanging okay. around you know folding napkins all of that sort of crap yeah. you know things that yeah. you do and um, but earliest cooking memories always starts off with uh, just cooking at home with my mum okay and it's always something that I've really enjoyed and something that yeah I've never I've, I've not 
And then when I think about growing up, that's what I can remember. Really. Yeah, and w- and what was it? What was it cooking with your mum? Was it chamois kebabs? Was it what, uh, you know what was like, it? Just, basic? Yeah, well, yeah, kebabs. So there's two kebab <laughs> recipes that I still use to this day. Okay, fantastic. Um, right, you know, just rice, lentils, curries, yeah. you know, but yeah, traditional home cooked curries. Home cooked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Understanding how spices work and vegetables. So yeah, it's you know, it's it's just traditional home home cooking. Okay. Good, yeah. no, no, I understand that. Um, how, and then how did you launch Lasan from uh, from going from your, your, you know, helping out at your dad's restaurant to... So how, how it came around, so I, w- I was working at an Italian restaurant. I worked there for about two years, or oh, 18 months, and that's why I opened this place. Okay. So it was like an homage to that time that I spent working there. Nice. Um, but after that, I took over my father's restaurant because okay. it was in dire straits, took that over, turned it around. Uh, you know, it used to be called the India Palace, and, and I turned it to Karma, and it was very much, you know, you know, for the time it was a beautiful restaurant. You know, the palettes were chocolate browns, beiges, okay. you know, creams. You know, really, really a l- nice. A l- took a luxury from a, feeling. Yeah, from a seventy cover yeah. restaurant down to a forty cover restaurant, and 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 the food was, uh, I guess, close to or very much around traditional mainstream curry but with certain elements moving it away enough so for the guests of Shirley and Solihull it was familiar to what they knew but then sort of started taking them on the journey to move away from it and it worked really well you know we, we had I was there for about a year and a half and we had waiting lists which is fantastic, fantastic. for, for yeah. a restaurant in, yeah, in, in Shirley which is great and obviously I, I left it and my father over the years has taken it back to what he knows and which is fair enough you know it's familiarity for him and it's comfort for him and then um, I moved over to Lasanne because Jabba Khan he launched Lasanne and the restaurant was in a real shit state you know Saturday oh, okay. night they'd do 400 quid okay. turnover so and I'd, I'd often finish off at at Karma and pop over to see how he was because we were mates I've, uh, you know uh, since the age of 16 or so I've known him ah okay, okay. and uh, you know I'd always see him in a distraught state you know when you've got a Saturday night and you've got like 400 quid is all you've taken it's it's Painful. it's not good and yeah. you know one of the nights I went in found him with his head in his hands and his, his words were like help me get out of this misery yeah yeah so I joined Lasan with the the idea was to get the, like he said, get the restaurant to a saleable state. Ah, so, okay, okay. So we can get the restaurant to a state where it's can saleable. exit, yeah. exit, yeah, yeah. And in doing in that process, so I went in there, changed the menu, because you know there's some of the stuff on the menu is just ridiculous. I can understand why the trade was so shit. Yeah. Like one of the sauces that they used to have, you know, they had this thing called the Malabari black cream. It was just basically double cream with pistachio nuts yeah. boiled into the sauce. Okay. And I thought, no wonder no, because the food's shit. Yeah, yeah. So I changed the menu um, and, you know, got the menu almost like similar to what we're doing at Karma. So it's it's close to traditional yeah. curry, yeah. but there's progressive elements yeah. to it. So, and in that, what that did, you know, we were talking like nearly 20 years ago back in, in Birmingham here. Yeah. So, you know, people need to be, need to go on the journey with you. Yeah. And um, you need to also make sure that the journey that you're on, you know, what you're delivering is good. And what they were delivering back then was shit. Like one of the other dishes was, it was 
piece of salmon which they dusted in desiccated coconut and pan fried it and then they got tinned mango put some chilli into it and made a chutney out of that and no wonder the restaurant yeah. was in this shit state so you know I changed all the food and everything and we, within the space of about six months or so we started to retain custom and Good. build on it and in that process I managed to get it to a stage where <clears throat> was it saleable? yes but did it start to cover its own costs? yes yeah yeah. So, at that point, it became a stage where it was, you know, the whole thing of getting rid of it sort of moved back because he was earning Jabber a little bit of a living, and he was yeah. he was all right with that. I was about but to say, and, what, and what's Jabber saying to you at that point, where you're, uh, you know, you, the, the restaurants improved drastically, and, and what what's his position on it? And the thing is, yeah, at that time, that's the reason why I left at that point. You know, let's be honest, you know, it. What was going on, I didn't like, and that's why I sort of pulled myself away from the business. And, and I, I spent five years or so away from the sun. But then, when I say away from it, I was still there three or four nights a week yeah. because I'd, I'd got dragged in because staff retention was terrible. It, it, was, it was just really bad. And any, any sort of like development I had to do for them, sure. so even though I'd pulled away from it, they were very much still very much reliant on me yeah. and um, it sort of carried on like that till t 2000 and, uh, 2000 and, well, 2007 we set up what was Lasani Tree now turned into Roger Monkey in 2011 and I, was, I came into that invested some money into that launched that so I spent I don't know six months to a year developing that but at the same time working uh, at Lasani and in the evenings and, and, and developing stuff for them as well just keep, keeping them on track then in 2009, <clears throat> I had to come back in because once again, you know, the, the business got to this weird state where it fell back into the same shitty situation. So I was almost, I, I, yeah. I was, and why? And why was that? Dissy mentality, well, or yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Like, it's just, just it's that just, old school Asian? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, whatever said and done, like the you know the figures on companies' house records, they <laughs> they they show what they what they show. And you know, when you've got a business making a loss again year after year again, and you know, you've like the first week I came back, uh, the chicken supplier turned up to. Uh, Repossesses chicken. Oh, like, I've, I've never, I've okay. never seen that in my life. Where the guy was there, was like, I don't care if it's cooked. I want it all back. I don't give <laughs> a shit. And that's that's what I came back to. And um, but obviously, I came back. And one of the other reasons why I came back was because of the whole Gordon Ramsay thing. I did this thing at Simpsons because Simpsons. Uh, they've always been very good friends of mine. I guess it's like a, a Birmingham Institute now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but they're, they're very good friends of mine. And yeah. I did this. Uh, event at Simpsons with uh, with Luke and the idea was to develop Michelin starred baby food oh, wow. and okay. uh, <laughs> me, me and Luke we did this event and I met this girl called Sophie she she was she used to work for McCann Erickson and she was uh, the lead uh, PR for that event and she you know the event was a little bit of a competition I won that competition it was only fun and games because you know Luke's one of my best mates yeah and um, so she said look I really think the, the whole thing with Gordon Ramsay's uh, F word, you know, the yeah. uh, search for the best restaurant, that was that was going on. And she said, I really think you should do that. You'd do so well on it. I mean, blah, blah, blah. And she kept pushing me, kept pushing me. And so I said to Jabba, I said, look, guys, you know, maybe there's something you can do. I'll help you guys by, you know, tutoring and, 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 yeah. and, 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 and you know, helping the chefs there. But 
he obviously knew the inequities of the guys that were there, <coughs> you know, and um, he kept pushing me. He's like, look, please, would you do it? Would yeah. you do it? And then we got, we, when the F word, uh, the team from Optimum, they contacted the restaurant. Obviously, they were passed on to me. They, I had an hour and a half long conversation on the phone. Um, and then they came to see me. Fantastic. And yeah. um, they just, I guess, liked my attitude, that cocky, ballsy attitude sure, that I had sure. and what I was known for. And um, basically, their 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 decision was because the nominations that all closed. They'd actually selected their restaurants before ah, we'd okay. done. Okay. And I was very much late to the party, okay. but because they, as as it reflected in the show, you can see that they 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 felt the dynamic between myself and Gordon worked really well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like, as as Gordon said, and I was a. A cocky young version of him yeah and, yeah and I think that's that's what really because ultimately it is a TV program yeah absolutely and that's what really sold it for them so they, they had a very simple uh, ultimatum either you do it if you're not interested we'll revert back to our original original yeah. choice yeah which of at that point you know I had about two weeks or so where I was basically being hounded by Jabba like come on please come back please come back please please whatever it yeah. takes come back and yeah. you know there are other people there who can who can who can vouch for this and um, in the end I had no choice because I've just you know we, 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 we had a friendship and I guess for me at that point it was a case of you know I've always valued my friendship with people I think I value that more than money or anything else yeah. I, I, you know, uh, so, so I, I, I did it and I left my day job came back to uh, Lausanne full time and like I said I came back into a, a whole load of shit like I say <laughs> So the first week I spent finding new suppliers because, like I say, you know, I've never known a situation like that. So anyway, did that. Obviously, within weeks of me coming back, did the whole F word thing. First round was aired. Obviously, I smashed it. Yeah. Trade went through the roof, and this just continued. And I obviously ended yeah. up winning the whole thing. And um, obviously, that had a massive uh, yeah. I, re I remember the effect on the yeah, I, re I remember trade. watching it and. Uh, you know, look, there's the, the, there's always is always good to see Asian faces on the TV because the, we don't have a lot of representation really on, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. on uh, you know in positive kind of roles and things. And I, I can remember watching it thinking, "Geez, this guy's a bit cocky," but uh, you know he's, he's he's managed to win it. Yeah, uh, and you know I was I was really impressed and and became a fan. Um, what? What happened after you won it, and, and yeah, it was, how, how did that impact the business? The, the business went through. We had like waiting lists for like six months. You know, it was it was, it was it was a level of success that you know that business had never ever dreamt of. Yeah, you know, to give you an idea, just about six months before that whole event, uh, Matthew Norman from I think the Telegraph described the restaurant as as a, a charlatan. You know, <laughs> and, all it was good for is self praise. Oh, gosh. You know, all okay. these like bullshit awards on the wall and shit yeah. like that. And it was, most of it was bullshit. So um, yeah, so to from to go from that then to have you know been recognised by Gordon Ramsay yeah. and, and winning it, and you know, but the the, the series did come under a lot of um, I guess criticism because on Twitter at the time everyone just going nuts at Gordon because the restaurant every time the restaurant had to perform the restaurant fucked up yeah and the problem was with with because the the, the the competition was to find the best restaurant and 
I think in everyone's opinion, the best restaurant was Santa Maria del Sur because the whole experience, people really enjoyed it. But when we, we had the restaurant experience and everything outside the sand, it just went down the fucking pan. Yeah. Whereas what won it through was just me cooking. Yes. And the series got criticised. It wasn't a search for the best chef. It was supposed to be the best restaurant. Yeah. But Gordon's chosen the best chef. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's and it, it's wrong. And But anyway, so that's that. Then from there on, I went... And, you know, Gordon was very kind to me. And, you know, the optimum who's who's the series producer for the F word, they then opened the doors to me for, to do things like Market Kitchen, Perfect, and Great British Menu. Yeah. So I went on to Great British Menu, won that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm still the reigning champion from Birmingham. <laughs> no one else has done it since. So it's just me and Glyn, really. Okay. Um, so and and, and how, how is Great British Menu? Because I've... Uh, a bit been lucky enough to work with some of the recent guys who, yeah. who've been on Great British Menu and they said uh, th- there's a bit of standing about well there's a lot of standing about oh yeah the long and, days yeah uh, long but, days uh, but it goes it's but a lot of them have said you, you know it's very rare that, that you're in a, a room with with nine of your peers and uh, it, it's almost like a, a, tra- a massive training programme because you get to see what everyone's doing. Of course, yeah, because if I look at my first year, I was on the banquet with Tom Kerridge, who's become a great friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, you know, and one of my, I guess, claim to fame is like, I helped him develop a couple of dishes that he, he used, and it's only recently I was talking to his head chef, Jamie, yeah. who, who they still use like the, 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 the couple of the recipes that, that, that <laughs> we, we, we developed together. That's and, nice. You know, and uh, Tom's a great friend, and then Paul Ainsworth, you know, I love him, and I love Tom dearly, and I love Paul Ainsworth as well, and it's become... Uh, really good friends as well so to work with Paul, Tom and then Chris Fern from Ireland is an incredible guy but then so many other friends that we've made along the way as well sure. you, know, you know incredible great you know great guys like you know Michael Smith from uh, from Scotland and then like Nigel Howarth who I became who I regard as one of my best friends yeah. you know I met him through that process he wasn't yeah. competing he was a mentor but his head chef at the time Lisa Allen she was competing and we became really good mates and I ended up doing so much work with, with Northcote. When I say work, you know, guest nights and so yeah. on and so forth. Yeah. And you know what? It's, 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 it's opened up so many doors, made so many friends, and, you know, long, enduring friendships in, in the industry, and all stemmed from that little, you know, from yeah. the F word. And, yeah. and, 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 and then, you know, getting that support from, from, from Gordon. I just had an email from him this morning, and good. It was just, it's just nice to know that, you know, that, that our industry's got, you know, it's not all adversarial. There well, is I was, was going to say, uh, uh, you know, I, I've been very fortunate in our industry where whenever we've worked for someone, they, they've opened the door to their friends and family very, yeah. very easily and said, look, if we can help you out. And, and it, you know, it, the, there's genuine relationships there and people are always looking to help you out. So, yeah, well, I'd say, you know, our trade is definitely like that. So... But yeah, so it's, it's, it was incredible. GBM was uh, an incredible experience. Obviously, even better to win it. You know, it was, it was <laughs> great. And um, yeah, I ended up doing that three years. On the, the final year that I did it, um, I ended up with, I think, the, the highest score in the series for pudding. So Okay, fantastic. Sadly, I didn't make it to the banquet because uh, Winston Churchill's granddaughter had the final choice and she chose uh, someone else's, like, a, they did a chocolate medal. Um, so it is what it is, but I enjoyed doing it, and um, and um, yeah, so it's 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 been good. Really. Good. And and since then, I'll do a lot of Saturday kitchen here and there, which is great. 
that, yeah. I love that show. Um, love the people on it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, yeah, good. And okay, so, 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 so you were doing all this TV work, and then how how were the restaurants expanding after Lausanne? Then yeah, so from Lausanne, we had obviously Roger Monkey. Uh, sorry, that what was Lausanne Eatery, which was then rebranded as Roger Monkey. We changed the process there to more like a Thali style restaurant. And was that an informal offering of yeah, Lausanne? very yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah. So that's still in Hall Green. That's still going. And then I. Um, I met a guy called Ernesto Labrada, who was the head chef of Santa Maria del Sur. Yeah. And you know, I spent a lot of time, we became really, really good mates, and I spent a lot of time with him. And at that point, yes. you know, we decided, well, you know, Birmingham has space for a steak restaurant. And, mm-hmm. and so we decided to open uh, Fiesta del Sada. So, and is, is you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a project where I was helping, like, the electricians feed the bloody... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, power lines through I, I designed the entire kitchen and the yeah. bar and everything on, on Microsoft Word so it was a very yeah. personal project I painted the walls myself yeah. you know yeah. and, and you got stuck in I really got stuck in yeah, yeah. and um, but then that was based that was built on very rudimentary understanding of Argentine cuisine and very you know what little I'd garnered and, and or, or gleaned from spending time with Ernesto but since then obviously I spent a lot of time in Argentina understood a lot more so Going back into the Argentine field now with Polperia, I think it will be a more of a holistic yeah. approach. And yeah. you know, since leaving Lausanne Group and leaving them to do what they do, because we've got very, very different ideals or approaches to yeah. food and how we go about delivering yeah. now. And I'm, I'm very much built around produce and, and and very much built around guest experience as opposed to. And is yeah. it is it safe yeah. to? I mean, don't want this to come sure. off offensive, but uh, when you go to a theme, it, it feels like uh, it feels like a grown-up version of, or, or, or you know, it feels like the, I guess the next step on from Lausanne, but it definitely feels like you've you've progressed. I, th- I think a the best lot way to put it is from Lausanne. A theme is me doing whatever I want to do, okay, without any influence from anyone. You know, yeah. not a single person can tell me what to do. Yeah. I do whatever I bloody want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anyone telling me. The, the, the shareholders are not selling you to put this color on the wall. I've got, I've got no shareholders. Yeah. It's yeah. me. Yeah. I do whatever I want. Yeah. And my business partner, who lives over in the States, is very much. It's your baby. It's you your crack business. On. You do what you do. Yeah. You yeah. know what you're doing. And, that, and that's a nice and position to be in. Yeah, of course. And we've, he's got, a, you know, 100% faith in me. And. We never, you know, is he has zero opinion on what I should or shouldn't do. It's yeah. like, it, mate, it's your restaurant. You do whatever you want. Good. No, what, Good. All, all I know is how to eat. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's accepting people's skill set and and so with a theme, that's what I mean. So with a theme, a lot of people say like, you know, what's what is a theme about? And a theme is like it says on my website and. The, the words on my website are my words and it's very much me unleashed yeah. it's me doing whatever i want to do without a single person telling me what i what i should do yeah. like for example i've got lenya here in my opinion one of the best italian restaurants in this city or this city has ever seen as you can see it's a beautiful yeah, restaurant absolutely and you know my foray into Italian food, say, with the Lasagna Group, was a, a, a shitty fucking concession in Selfridges. <laughs> How fucking embarrassing yeah. was that? <laughs> sure, sure. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's not something that... And I was uncomfortable about putting my name or... And, and that, that was the problem. I was, I was being forced into situations where 
my name was being used to open up opportunities, blah, 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 and then deliver something that's not me. Yeah. Even the, the, the delivery of what was being delivered at the sun wasn't me. It was, yeah. it, was, it was a very watered down, as you can see, the difference between what I do at Afim to what, what was done back then, even back then. Even though was, certain people still considered it a, a, uh, a forward-thinking approach to what the mainstream offering was, yeah. it was killing me inside. Yeah. Because there's zero or minimal understanding like you know my business partner at the time his words were no one needs your fancy plates of shit sure so sure. all right fair <laughs> enough or when i used to have and you're thinking should i get my jacket then <laughs> well it's like yeah well, no worries well you know i yeah. deliver some stuff so yeah. all right yeah you guys do whatever you bloody want yeah. with it and, yeah. and and they did and whereas here like i say i just do whatever i want yeah 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 the, the, you know, I use the best ingredient. I don't have to sit there and explain why you need to use the best ingredients. I yeah. use it because that's what comes naturally to me. Yeah. My heart doesn't allow me to use shit. Yeah, so yeah of course. Uh, you, that's just how I am. But then, you know, in that in my previous uh, role, I was, you know, I was told nobody needs a food martyr. You know, <laughs> no one needs a food Jesus. Well, it's it's not being a food Jesus. Yeah. It's it's my, it's yeah. my. Yeah core ideals it's what I was built on yeah. and what, how I look how no I get that and, yeah. and, yeah. so that, and that's why we had to part company yeah no I understand in the that. end you know there's, there's two very different you know understandings or approach to to running a restaurant yeah. running you know my, yeah. my businesses are here they're great they employ loads of people yeah you know I had like one you know labour I put whatever labour I want what I need for my business and yeah. you know we are famous for investing in in labor you know a lot of the restaurants in the city know that we put a lot more money into labor than most restaurants will do it's because we're not here I'm not targeted on profit I'm not targeted on anything we're here our my only goal here is to develop businesses and restaurants which deliver the best experience for our guests yeah yeah makes sense and whatever cost goes into that is justified and, yeah. and, and that's that and it's it's a great position to be in yeah no definitely definitely okay um, so with regards to a theme we, we, we spoke about you you didn't set out to get a star but it, it was uh, you know as a result of doing things correctly yeah. in your way I guess wasn't it um, let's talk a bit about the team because in all great restaurants it is ultimately about about the team behind you isn't it Course. Um, and and how th ju just explain to us who's in your team and, and and second question how do you keep those girls motivated I think the thing so I don't have to keep them motivated the great thing about the guys that I've got there they all want to do or be the best good so yeah, yeah. that's the that's the greatest thing so yeah. and everyone who walks to our doors knows it's gonna be hard work it's gonna be long hours but the return on that is you get to cook some great ingredients, yeah. you get to de develop and, and be part of a team that delivers a, a totally unique experience. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that's obviously, and, and we also, as a, as, a, as a restaurant in the city, we actually pay more than okay. 
yeah. the industry average. We yeah. actually, you know, we're, we're very generous because, like I say, we believe in investing in people. Um, and that's something that's not just me. My business partner is exactly the same about yeah. it. You know, it's always about his businesses. All of his other businesses are built around people. So, you know, that's great meeting of minds. But, yeah, so... Um, you know, I've got myself, obviously, at, so, and then we've got Neil Withers, who's worked with me for many years, and we're great friends as well. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the team, there's, there's, there's up to 13 chefs that we have in the kitchen. Okay. So, and, a serious team then. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, do, we'll do like 50 covers, and for 50 covers, there's 13 chefs cooking yeah. for you. Yeah. So we've had guests who look in and they're like, fucking hell, wow. <laughs> one, one was an accountant, and she, she said, Bloody hell, I'd, I'd hate to look at your PL. And I said, look, to be honest with you, it's not about PL. Are yeah. you enjoying yourself? She said, yes. Yeah. I said, well, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's, what, that's what you came every in for. Every person yeah. that you see there, they're there to make sure you have, yeah. you've had the experience. They've, they've that added had. some value to this, yeah. haven't they? Yeah, fuck yeah. PLs, yeah. fuck spreadsheets. <laughs> spreadsheets don't cook for you, yeah, people yeah. do. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know, that's and, a fair and, point. And, and she said, you know what? I totally understand. I totally appreciate that. That's that's good. That little tart that's that you had, the amount of work yeah. that goes into that little tart, which yeah. is two bites for you. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? She said, yeah, it was incredible. But do you know the, the amount of work that's gone into that? Yeah. And the man hours that gone into it? Yeah. If I didn't have these guys in there, yeah. you wouldn't get it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's why. And yeah. one of the great things about Ophim is, like I said, we're not, we're not, we're not a business that's uh, a slave to a P&L sheet. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, the business good. obviously pays for itself. It earns yeah. everyone a, a, a wonderful living, but it is about delivering a, delivering an experience which is totally unique and awe-inspiring for a lot of guests that dine. Good, with. yeah, no, it's good. It's very nice. That's good. That's good. Okay, any favourite dishes, standout dishes from a theme? What 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 are your what what are your favourites there? I guess it's probably difficult to choose because it you, is, you probably like, say the whole menu but the thing is, um, the thing is like, it's, like, it's like asking someone well, who's your favourite kid yeah, absolutely you know? and <laughs> the thing is every, everything that goes on the menu is a part of me and yeah. it's, it's, it's something that yeah. and part of everyone in that team so it's you can't one can't you can't like one or the other because yeah. if they're not you can't have one and think, all right, that's good. The other one's a bit shit. Well, if it's shit, why is it going on the menu? Why is it on the menu? Yeah, Fuck yeah. off. You yeah, know, yeah. we've got four starters, four main courses, four desserts. Yeah. And the reason why we have four, four, four is because every single piece, everything that's on the menu is there for a reason. Yeah. It's, if it's not good enough, it doesn't make it. Yeah. And, yeah. and simple as. And for us, it's, what would you say, the best probably way to answer that question is not to say, what's the favourite item on the menu probably look at what's my favorite season to cook so we're going into winter now and i, I really like warm hearty food yeah. so i'd say as much as i love cooking in summer and summer ingredients and so on and so forth i'm a you know i'm a born and bred brummy i work very much yeah. with british ingredients and yeah. i find our ingredients get really interesting yeah. throughout winter yeah you know, all, the, all the root vegetables the game that we start to experience you know the, the the waters around our coast are lovely and cold, so the shellfish is beautiful. Yeah. So as opposed to saying, "What's my favourite dish?" I think the best way to answer that is, "What's my favourite season to cook?" So yeah, it's fair it would enough. be the season that we're heading into. Good, good. Yeah. And uh, 
have you launched the winter menu already? No, no, no. So we're, we're just running through our autumn. So the winter menu sort of really kicks in back into November, okay. early December. So, so as you can see, the weather, though it's a bit chilly, it's, it's not, not quite yeah. there yeah. yet. So we, we very much work not only with the calendar seasons, we also think about the reality, the physical reality yeah. of is it is it bitter winter just yet yeah. well no not really i yeah. think you know the autumn was quite late kicking in this year and 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 and, and so we we will work with that so because we, we're very much uh an ingredient led yeah restaurant or or kitchen so it really boils down to what ingredients are available yeah no that's fair enough that's good that's good okay um we're, we're sitting in lenya how did uh, how did Lenya come about and uh, a bit bit of a jump from a uh, Indian to an Italian? Well, like I say, I worked in an Italian restaurant twenty uh, odd years ago. I uh, worked for the, with them for a year and a half and worked with a guy called Alberto, who basically taught me everything that I do here, which is very simple. It's basically taught me everything about ingredients, really, and what Ophim was built on is the knowledge that he gave me, which respect your ingredients, choose the best, and. Uh, let the ingredients do the work for you. So Italian food is what I learned when I was working with him. So yeah, um, it's a it's a rendition of my time that I spent there. Okay. And okay. built around great ingredients, you know, down to our tomatoes, to like I said, to every bit of ingredient, everything that we use is the best. So like I said, tomatoes that we use, you know, you can buy a box of tomatoes for like nine quid for like three kilos, yeah. whereas we spend 40 quid. Okay, yeah. Like you need to understand, yeah, 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 because Italian food is built purely around ingredients, and what you do to them is very little, yeah. which is what you're supposed to do, and yeah. that's how it is. So one of the uh, classics that we have on the pasta is the cacio e pepe, which is obviously the pasta that we make in house. Just the incredible olive oil that we use, pepper, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah olive oil, sense. pepper, bit of garlic. Simple. That's it, simple. And we, we, we've got this, uh, sometimes they obviously cook cream, t- uh, sorry, uh, some cheese through the actual sauce to make it slightly creamy, but we don't, I use the sheep's ricotta, a hard ricotta, which we just shave loads of it over the top. Nice. Uh, which is obviously, you know, my own way of doing it. You know, I've, I've yeah. never really been known for just taking something and yeah. carbon copying that, yeah. you know, what's the fucking point of being a chef? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So that's my way of doing it, and and it's just lovely. Yeah, you know, that that cheese then melts in and cooks in with the sort of with the warmth that's left on the plate with the olive oil, and you've got the, the seasoning comes off that because it's quite salty as well. So yeah, so simplicity is what we do here, but it's great ingredients. But then on the other side, you know, we've got our ragu, which takes nearly three days to make, and once again, it's it's classic, you know, joints and big piece of uh, beef wild ball slow cooking and just yeah, cooking yeah. and loads of quality red wine so none of that shit that you get in boxes <laughs> yeah. you know, proper bottles of yeah. red you know, yeah. loads of it and just let it cook good good really rich luxury yeah, yeah, taste yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah it's like really unctuous and makes your you know your lips stick because all <laughs> yeah. that, that collagen that yeah. comes from the tendons and bone marrow sticks and to your insides yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's great and we yeah. we serve it with a lovely bit of uh, flat pasta which is how it's supposed to be served you know. and 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 it's quite a small portion, but yeah. it's very rich, yeah. like super rich and yeah. super filling. So I, c- I can see you genuinely enjoy it and you're passionate about it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. pointless doing something <laughs> if you're not. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And we and, and 
this restaurant, for anyone that doesn't know, is directly opposite a theme on, yeah. on the opposite corner. That's uh, it's this Summer Row as Summer well. Summer Row, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so where, where or, or how did it come about that, you know, did you know the landlords? What I know you said opposite, there's a, there's a lot of financial expansion to Birmingham is going to be a financial district, but what was the thought process of opening opposite a theme? Well, my whole, when we came here, the whole idea was to redevelop the entire road. Okay. So wow. apart from the Shakespeare on the corner, everything else is, I guess, my concern. So yeah. including this unit here. And then we've got, what you can see here, we've got yeah. that canal level underneath here. So I'll okay. be doing a cookery school down there. Oh, so, fantastic. Um, you know, a beautiful cookery school with the space that we have looking out on the canal would be incredible. Nice, nice. And really add value. To yeah. once again to the city and value to the area. Yeah. So, yeah. So this doing this project and doing it specifically here is based purely around my goal to redevelop this part of the city. This, this part of the city. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Okay. Nice. Um, let's talk about Birmingham's dining scene right now. So, you obviously there's a theme. You, you've Lenier. You've got plans for two more restaurants. Well, three more. Three more. So yeah. So I think Birmingham seeing there's two two very different sides to it. So you've got the indie scene, which I'd like to say I'm very much part of. Yeah. Um, okay, fair enough. I'm part of the higher end of it. But then you know, with Lenya, you can come here and have a bowl of pasta and, and and a glass of wine for a tenner. Yeah. Or eleven quid. So I'd like to say it's, it's very much yeah. yeah. So Lenya's Lenya is my local. Yeah. restaurant you know yeah. every day you pop in for a light bite some bread some cured meats glass of wine fantastic and a theme is obviously you know based around an experience and then all the other restaurants that i do will will, will take different market segments it's not all just about higher end so on the high end i think that we do really well so you've got obviously a theme you've got uh, panels you've got simpsons um carters of modley like brad one of my best mates i love him to bits and uh, <clears throat> then you've got a couple of other sites in, in Birmingham on the higher end we do a great job of that I think on the mid-level is where we struggle and that's why as a city we've got so much focus on chains coming in yeah. and yeah. I think over the last few years we've had more chains open up in central Birmingham than probably any other major city in the country and yeah. uh, for me uh, I'm not really a fan to be yeah. honest with you and I think a lot of people they don't truly understand the difference between or the value of independence over and above chains. And so we've got this massive influx of chain restaurants in the city, which, in my opinion, degrades the city. It degrades, you know, I believe you are what you eat. And, um, yeah, it's 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 negative impact on the labour market in the city because of so many chefs that I see coming through my door that trial with me and... No, my doors are always open and I'm always expanding so and I'm looking for good people and you know a lot of these restaurants I guess zero cooking in them so these guys have zero cooking ability they class themselves as chefs but opening packets reheating stuff that someone's made in the factory it doesn't make you a chef no. putting a bit of parsley on top of it yeah doesn't make you a chef and yeah. that's the thing and you know there's so many conversations I have to have with you know so-called chefs that I say look mate you know you've come you've done your trial your knife skills are terrible you can't make basic sauces yeah which is fair enough like oh I've never made a hollandaise because it always comes in a pack well 
you know, you're supposed to be a sous chef at that place. How can you say you're a sous chef when you can't make a basic? When you've not, yeah, yeah. And but that's very much, very much, the reality of 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 working in chain restaurants. But then you know that has a knock on effect on what people eat as well. Yeah. So I think you know one of the things that we learned at Lenya was when people would come in here like I had a customer tell me off the other day because when he had the the, the ragu here the, the, the our, our, our bolognese um, because it wasn't mince on a bowl of pasta or spaghetti he was upset he said I said what you had did you enjoy because yes I did but it's not spaghetti bolognese I said well we don't sell spaghetti bolognese and do you know that spaghetti bolognese is actually a very British thing yeah you know that right yeah. but because they've been taught to eat Italian food by chains yeah yeah that's what they know yeah. of Italian food so chains have a lot of negative yeah effects yeah, so yeah. it's not only on the labor force it also has a f- negative effects on the diner as well yeah and obviously they spend a lot of t- time and money and effort in their marketing to give them credibility to give them provenance and so on and so forth but most of it's bullshit yeah. So, yeah, so what do I think about Birmingham? I think we've got an interesting dining scene. Yeah. I really think the space or the local government should do more to encourage the growth of independence. Look okay. at the indie scene in Bristol. I've got mates in Bristol. And yeah. Absolutely fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um, mean, same in Manchester, Liverpool. It's yeah. thriving at the moment. It's, exactly. It's, it's going crazy. Whereas where we're you know we're losing our shit over the next fucking crappy chain restaurant that's sure. open here yeah, like we're all sure. fucking losing our mind saying yeah. wow incredible <laughs> but fuck's yeah. sake you yeah. know it's 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 the food there's made in the same factory as fucking iceland like and places like that like yeah come on really? yeah yeah well it's like you've got places like bristol i think they were recently ju- judged or, or listed as one of the you know the best destinations in in europe for for food yeah and rightly so because they're in the scene there it's fucking incredible yeah, and, yeah. but that's something that Bristol's always been known for yeah. that's something that we used to be known for but I think over the last two or three years we've really lost it's lost its way a bit or, or, or last five years or so we've, we've lost that and I think what government should do or local government they really should start working to promote and <coughs> encourage that indie scene yeah. yeah because that's what gives you identity yeah, I guess. Well, I guess there's certain things out there, but it's, it's mainly from landlords more than um, more than the actual uh, council, local councils. But look, um, I work with landlords. I seem to be okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you understand what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. but what? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think the incentive sometimes for a restaurant opening is more from a landlord's point of view that. A landlord, if you've built a relationship with them, he's willing to help you yeah, out. Of course, Whereas yeah. it should be, like you're saying, from the council to say, look, we need we need some food and beverage operators on this high street. Let, let's let's look at some incentives. Yeah, look at incentives. Look at you know, start lobbying or start you know, talking about business rates. Like the business rates in Birmingham are not far off what you pay in London. So sure. how the fuck does that yeah. work out? How does because a startup get away? Yeah, with it's not going to happen. Yeah, and. They really need to understand that. They can't just keep take, 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 take. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they need to give, give, give. Yeah. And then put everyone in a position so they can take, take, take yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And I think that's where the biggest problem is. That's why a lot of the independents, we've seen loads of independents go out of business in Birmingham in the last 12 months or so, which breaks my heart. And my yeah. worry is a lot more will follow suit. Yeah. And every time a, a little independent goes out of business, for me, I worry for the, the poor 
individuals who invested everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, it's not faceless, nameless, uh, you know, funds, yes. investment yeah, funds yeah. or VCs. We're, we're talking people. Family businesses, yeah. yeah and yeah. I've gone out of business and these family businesses employ people. Like, I guess they've got then a, a supply, you know, whether yeah, it's a, yeah, a dry you know, supplier, you yeah, know, a drink trickles, supplier. It trickles down. And yeah. For me, that's it's 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 a painful thing to you know it doesn't keep me up at night but i it does i do i do feel the pain yeah and that's why you know i get so offended when people get so excited about just another fucking chain or whatever yeah. in Open City <laughs> because i think to myself well you guys are getting excited about that some poor families lost their income yeah. not just their income yeah. but you know their their life yeah yeah exactly no i understand that okay um, so tell us what is next. We've got Brindley Place. Yeah, so next we've got Brindley Place. We've got the ICC, um, and then the, the 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 last place for next year is the one in uh, Edgbaston. So that'll be a beautiful project to do, and um, yeah, it's just delivering restaurants in my vision, and and creating opportunities for for people in the city and yeah creating some spaces where people for of the you know the diners of the city can go and get good food at a reasonable price yeah food that they know that they're familiar with and that they can trust yeah and that's yeah. what it's all about and then all the chefs that will be uh, working there so the guys who are um, going to be working over at Polperia you know they've, they've already been incorporated into the Ophim team so they understand our our ethos a lot of these guys are kids that I've worked with over the year that okay. you know, in previous businesses that I've had are you, so, you going to go across from work there are you going to stay no, no, at Ophim no. I cook at Ophim and that's where I cook Yeah, all I'll be there f for them is just to support them and guide them um, but like I said they'll be with me for about three months before they get handed the yeah. kitchen really <laughs> sure. and, 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 so, and South American food where, where did that come from like or? I say from my relationship with Ernesto yeah. that I met whilst I was doing the F word yeah. it was great you know considering I beat him we became great friends <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and it started from that and then spending time over in Argentina which is good. I've loved I really love my time there and I'm looking forward to as soon as I get the opportunity to go back there good um, but yeah so it's it's food that I've always loved part of the world that I've always loved yeah. and it's I guess it's my way of sharing that with the people of Birmingham. And are there similarities with Indian cuisine, with, with South American cooking? Is, no, is no, it's it, completely different. But you, then, Is there going to be any Indian twists on no, any no, of the no, dishes? Of no, 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 no. Complete I'd, separate yeah, from complete what you separate. do. I don't believe in that shit. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, no. Like, Lenya is an Italian restaurant through and through. There's no... You know, spicy bolognese, or <laughs> sure, you know, sure. you know, none of that bullshit. I don't yeah. believe in that. And the same will happen with 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 with, with pulperia and and, and and craft. You know, there's no Indian twist in it. That Ophim's my Indian restaurant. That's where yeah. I cook, and that's where I cook my food. Good. Lenya doesn't cook my food. Lenya cooks yeah. good Italian food. Good. Craft will cook good British cuisine. Yeah. Afternoon yeah. teas and all that stuff. Good. Very good. British. And then pulperia will cook good. Argentine cooking. Good. good no good. Indian twist. There won't be an onion bhaji <laughs> or a pakora knock around anyway. Yeah. You know, that's not what we do. And yeah. The empanadas won't be samosas. It's an yeah, empanada. Yeah. Yeah. I you know, that sort of stuff I've never, I've never agreed it with. Yeah, it's of not, course. not, you know, it's, yeah. I, th I think 
Oh, it's fucking bullshit when yeah. people do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe in representing a culture and its cuisine respectfully. Yeah. So yeah. that's why what we do here is very respectful yeah. to Italian culture. Often people, diners who are new to the brand, don't understand it. But then once they look into it, they realise, okay, yeah, fair enough. That is how it's supposed to be. So a salt yeah. and bocca is a salt and bocca here. When a, a, you know, the ragu is cooked properly and it's served properly, you know, that that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. And same, we'll, good. we'll do the same at at Polperone. Yeah, yeah. Just good Argentine cooking. Good, good. Uh, so when's Polperone planning? Back into Jan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we've had some um, issues that have delayed us because of uh, some legacy issues with the building, which we're we've thankfully come through now um, craft the garden English garden and the restaurant that will launch in early Jan and then the second pulperia which so we've got the pulperia city which is in Brindley place which will be very much built around the city diner and their needs and then we've got Edgbaston which is the estancia which will be built more around family dining so the dining experience will be a lot slower a lot yeah. more involved very much built around being in a suburb as yeah. opposed to being in yeah. a city, yeah. commercial city. No, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. So exciting, exciting times, lots yeah. happening then. Mm. Yeah. So, but for me, the biggest thing is it's about making, I guess, making good on the promise that I made. So when I met Left Lasan Group, I said I will actually do, like what I said to my friends, my friends always said like, you know, 10, 12 years ago, <coughs> you really started something and, you know, we, we, you were true to it and I think I got bogged down with all the bullshit being part of that last group and you know the lack of identity and knowing what the, what it was you know having a key mission whereas now I'm back onto that which yeah. was to develop Birmingham's dining scene to add value to Birmingham's dining scene and to create opportunities for people and, and thankfully I'm able to do that now without any hindrance without yeah. any bullshit it is. I'm, I'm hoping by next this time next year we'll have 200 people working. Fantastic. Most of whom yeah. are young, budding professionals to be, and who will hopefully be future leaders in our industry. Yeah. And and the great thing, I think, one of the you know the things that we can be really proud of is like even though these are young individuals, they're they're paid extremely well. They're actually paid over and above what the market rates are for all people in this city. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, a CDP at Afim earns circa five grand more than any CDP and anywhere else, and whether that CDP be an 18-year-old kid or a 19-year-old kid sure. or a 25-year-old, yeah. and, and that's what it's about. So it's not what we do, you know, my investment in the young uh, talent in the city is not driven by financial, it's, it is truly about creating opportunity. I guess it's just rewarding people for their hard work, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's also part of the past, part and part of the fact that I'm four years old. I've been doing it for twenty six years now, and I've probably got a good fifteen years left in me, really. <laughs> and I want to be in a position where I can leave. Not you know, I'm not trying to make myself some sort of messiah or anything like that. But you know, we're all doing our bit. Like no, Andres, Andres has absolutely. done his bit. Glenn's done his bit. And you know, collectively, if we all continue doing what we're doing. It can only be good for this city. Absolutely. And the more chefs that we have work, walking through our kitchens and spending time with us, that's one extra guy will go leave the restaurant, whether it be in two, three years' time, understanding the value of cooking the way we cook. And hopefully he'll take that forward into whatever position he ends up 
Yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah. it can only be good for the city, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think you're doing a great thing. And, uh, you know, I, like you're saying, this time next year to employ 200 people at a time where uh, there's so much uncertainty yeah. in, in business and the economy, it's, uh, it's a huge thing to be doing. So. So you should be very proud of yourself. Well, I'm just <laughs> proud of everyone that's that's part of it. You know, I've, I like I say, you know, I, I don't sit here. I don't I don't do it for you know plaudits. Of I course do it not. Purely, yeah. Just to just to create an environment. I've got, I'm, I'm I'm a father. I've got a son is twelve years old, and I'd hope whatever field he goes into when he grows up, there's like-minded people like me who are willing to give him a chance and give him that sure. opportunity. And sure. That's all I do. And I say young chap that I always I always features a lot on my Instagram uh, guy called Anne and I spend a lot of time with him we spend a lot of time like almost threatening to throttle him but <laughs> I love him to bits okay. to see how he's developed over the year working with me and you know he's, a, he's an absolute nightmare at times but I love him to bits and yeah. I hope that my son will find someone like that there's another guy called Schmidt who's incredible like I look at him and I'm so proud, like so proud. It's you know almost brings me to tears when I think about how he's how he's developed yeah. in this year that he's been with us and and and, and that those are the real rewards and yeah I think that's the real gain. I'm a simple man. I don't need to go out and buy a flashy car and yeah. show people you know oh look at this look what I drive you know I, I drive eight minutes a day yeah. Yeah, of course. I'd much rather rather than <coughs> buying a flashy car, I'd much rather invest it in another business yeah. and create another fifty jobs. Yeah. That's what I'd prefer yeah. to do. That's Gives what, you, you know, job satisfaction. Yeah, exactly. It? Yeah. You know, I, obviously, I don't. I don't. You know, I, okay, fair enough. I'm not on the bus, but you know, I drive. <laughs> I drive. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's for me. Wealth creation isn't about how much I can put into my bank account. I'm a simple guy. You know, yeah. in the good old days, like I said, this this area, I'd come and drink. You, I'd spend piss 500 quid a night up the wall you yeah. know drink right next door where a theme yeah, is you yeah. know at the nightclub and i've got it out of my system and i realize it's a load of bullshit it's it is bullshit now i get satisfaction from you know an extra job that i can create yeah like you know what fantastic you know that you know? help helping someone yeah. and adding value to someone's life yeah. exactly and, yeah. and that's what i that's what really can turn to yeah, me on like yeah that's why i wake up in the morning like you know and, and why i do what i do because it is because i want to help people i want yeah. people and you know this is something you know the opportunity that gordon gave me 10 years ago one of the things that he did say to me because never please do not underestimate the opportunity you've been given now yeah and, and, and please make the most of it do not squander it yeah and I'm proud to say that I haven't. Yes, yeah. I spent a few years, like a few people in the city and in this industry have said, you know, getting a bit way sidetracked and bullshit. But I'm glad now, you know, I've come out of that shit and I'm able to do it now. And, Good. you know, every single day I hire a new, new, new person and I give them a job. Good. And able to give them stability. That's. That that's what fucking turns me yeah, on. Yeah, you know, no, it's good. I can I can, I can see you enjoy it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> look, I'm a single guy. I don't need a big pile somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in the city or close to. I've got what I need. Yeah. I'm comfortable where I live. Yeah. I, I drive a a, a, a a decent car. Yeah. It gets me. I'd like to add, uh, you know, eight miles. So 
eight <laughs> minutes a day really is what well yeah yeah eight to twelve minutes a day is all I spend in my car so yeah. you know to waste my time you know and money on on material material objects, yeah. objects yeah. I've done it all and I realise yeah. it's a load of shit yeah yeah. You know, I'm, but, I'm happier but, now. But I guess that that realization or that comes with uh, experience and time. Yeah, yeah and of course. Yeah. You, you've you've got to do those other things to to get to where you're at now, don't you? Yeah, I've got it out of my system. Got over myself, <laughs> and it is a case of you have that moment where yeah. you think everything sort of makes sense, and you know what what your I guess goal yeah. Or, yeah. or role is in life. Really, yeah. and I think this is my role is to to help yeah and good good create opportunities otherwise i could just sat i could just sat on a theme and yeah yeah that's it be raining that's not easier, yeah. yeah yeah be raining tenors inside or something yeah, yeah and, and that's not what it's about like, yeah. you know the busier a theme gets the more people i employ the more people i employ the more lives i can add value to and the better the experience for my guest at good. the end of the day so yeah. it's, it's, it's nice. very symbiotic it's a, no, it's a circle I, I, th I, th I think it's a good place to be yeah. and uh, I think it's yeah it's yeah it's it, it's part of being in the hospitality trade and th that's why I explained to like <clears throat> all my uh, like Andy my operations guy actually is one of my closest friends as well and you know we're in the business of hospitality we're not in the business of um, extracting profit you know? yeah and that's what, you know <laughs> yeah and, and as long but as the business, obviously every business needs to make profit, but we're in a great position where profit that we make, we're able to reinvest in the business because that's, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, if, we, yeah. if we wanted to take the money that we invested into these restaurants and turn, get a quick turnaround on it, we'd just do a block of flats. Yeah, 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 of course. Fuck it, yeah. you know, I'd get my return back in nine months. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's not about want to make money that's what we do yeah we're in the game of hospitality because we want to add value to our guests lives add value to our colleagues life and, and, and that's it yeah and I guess it's about creating something unique on the plate and, and, and yeah. that experience isn't it exactly yeah. exactly good good so okay for the first Indian restaurant outside of London to ever achieve a Michelin star yeah I was gonna say I think for, are you the first British born yeah Indian yeah. restaurant to achieve a Michelin star. That, that's right, yeah. That's probably a pinch yourself moment there, isn't it? Or well, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's it's an incredible thing to 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 say you have achieved. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. like Atul's one of my closest friends. I love him to bits, and he's been a massive support over the last few years in my transition from Lasan Group, and and he's is is you know obviously he's Indian trained, and he's. He's, he's probably one of the, the first and, and the most prominent in the Indian field. But, you know, to, to be able to almost <clears throat> take that mantle from him and, 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 and run with it, sure. you know, and he's, he called me after the event, after the Michelin, and he was just, he was ecstatic. That's nice, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for him. And, but, yeah, I'm, I'm like, you know, all the guys in that field, they're all Indian trained and they all, they all cook very much from that, that Indian cook, you know, mentality yeah. when it comes to approaching cooking. Whereas me, I'm a Brahmi born and bred, and you know, yeah. I, I seem to be in a position where I'm not dominating, but making my mark on, yeah, yeah. Well, on you, Indian cuisine. Yeah, 
Absolutely. No, I think I think that's fair enough to say. It's good. It's a good place to be. Yeah, it it is nice. And one of there's a guy called Alan Shaw's got a restaurant up north, and and he's 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 very kind in the things that he says. But I think a lot of because obviously my my heritage is Bengali, and most of the Indian restaurants in 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 the UK are Bengali owned. Yeah. Yeah. What he always says is like you never take credit for what you've actually done or how you've influenced the curry industry in the UK completely because the lot of stuff that I do or I've done over the years that has found its way onto menus in far flung parts of the country. Yeah, I agree. And, I agree. And it's like you don't you don't understand how you've and the the culture within I guess the culture within the Indian restaurant sector or the people isn't to celebrate that or give kudos to you know it's just the nature of the people but he's he's always quite passionate about banging that drum yeah i agree and i think uh, yeah i think i think that market where you know we're in birmingham it's ladypool road in manchester it's rush home and you know in, in wimslow road and it's uh, it can be quite a unforgiving group of people our yeah. people uh, yeah. you know uh, you know that there's a lot of Asian people that will look at you and me and different things. What's he doing that for? Or, or why? Yeah. Why would you do that? Or you know, and I don't think it's jealousy or bitterness, but it's yeah. maybe it is. But I, I don't I know. Don't but know. something I did have, I have had a lot of issue with is obviously I, you know, I, I'm not a religious man by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Uh, you know, religion's never played a part in my life. My parents, they're religious, but they've never rammed it down our throats yeah. it's, I think religion is I definitely agree with how they approached it it's something that you must adopt and yeah. you must adopt on your own terms Yeah, they do it on their terms and their children and myself and my brothers you know, it's for us to choose yeah. to adopt religion or not Yeah, and, and that's that so for me I've never been able to justify religion myself personally so it's a very personal thing and um where I have had a lot of issues in the past. Obviously, you know, I cook with pork. Yeah. I think it's a, you know, and, and, and I think it's a protein. It's an important protein, and it's one that's widely used in Indian cooking. And but it's something that's seldom seen on Indian menus. And yeah. If I'm doing a restaurant that sort of celebrates Indian cuisine in its entirety, then yeah. it's nothing should be off the table. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that has caused offence to a lot of people from parts of the community the Asian yeah. community which I think they need to understand that religion has no place in, 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 in my restaurant or in my business you know my, my restaurant is a restaurant that celebrates the religion is food yeah well as I was about to say you've not opened an Islamic restaurant no I've not opened a uh, uh, yeah exactly I've opened a restaurant that celebrates Indian cuisine yeah and yeah, and that's what I do. Good. Obviously, Good. where possible, we try and accommodate our halal diners where we, we where we can. We work with our butchers to provide halal meats, but as long as it's from naturally reared feed. Yeah. So you know, naturally reared stock, and that's our most important thing. And where we where we can, we work with our suppliers to use abattoirs that can help. But it's not always the case. So, but yeah, so for for us, you know, like you say, you hit the nail on the head. You know. We've, We've not opened a religious institution. It's yeah. a restaurant. Yeah, and yeah. It's it's about celebrating gastronomy as opposed to uh, 
as opposed to good any cultural yeah. the only cultural uh, nuances that we pay respect to or value is what result revolves around food yeah yeah no it's good it's good okay um let, let's talk about well-being mental health hospitality industry is rife for um uh, you know, working hard and playing even harder sometimes. How, how, how do you keep that balance? Or See, for me, I think what you've, you know, that whole mantra there, you know, work hard, play harder. That was me when I was in my twenties. Yeah, and early thirties at the latest. Um, and then I spent, I don't know, about three and a half years, like really concentrating on my physique and. I got into the best shape I've ever been in my life. Yeah. But since opening Ophim, or whilst I got involved in that process, I had a bit of an injury which stopped me. It took me about three months to recover, and then at the same time I was building Ophim, and like with all my restaurants, I'm very involved. You know, from project management, from the design element to yeah. the project management. You know, from down to like this piece of glass. You know, yeah. The specification for that, I choose it. Yeah you know, to the floor or furniture. So it's, it's, yeah. I'm very involved, and so that that you know having that injury and then take that leading on to the la- launch or building of a theme um because you went straight into lenya after yeah theme, yeah yeah you? so it's meant like my the time <laughs> i spend in the gyms become like nominal so uh <laughs> as you can see my six pack is uh now a distant memory but no you're you know still what? looking in good shape you're yeah still looking well in good you shape. know it's it's I, I know i'm nowhere near where where i was and where, you know where i actually wanted to be, but it's something that I'm gonna have to pick up on again. But I've got, I always say to myself, I've got big, bigger fish to fry at the moment. Um, you know, in the process of building uh, a business here, and that, that's more important than yeah, building or serving my vanity. Yeah. Where, where possible, I try and look after myself by eating as well as I can, blah blah blah. I understand, you know, health is wealth. I totally agree yeah. with you and anyone who says that. But at this moment in time, like my friends always say, you know, they're, they're, they're heavily into fitness, you know, some of them train with and actually train world champion boxers. So, okay. you know, you can understand, uh, you know, how important... A, a serious commitment. Yeah, that, that, the that, understanding of fitness and yeah. well-being is to them. But they're always very uh, understanding. So they will always remind me, look, let us know when you're ready to come back in. Yeah. But you've got bigger things to deal with yeah. right now. Don't worry about it. Just keep hydrated and eat <laughs> as healthy as you can and sleep yeah. as much as you can. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but you're right. You know, our industry has had this really bad... Uh, After service. Yeah. You know, you know, from, from drinking to substance abuse... And what I say to all my lads, I always say, you know, this, oh, but chef, we need something, or blah, blah. I say, you know what? You don't. <laughs> yeah. You don't. Yeah. Trust me, you don't. Yeah, like I say to my guys, like, Saturday night, I have a few drinks. Sunday, out of push, because we're closed Saturdays. So Sundays and Mondays. But by Tuesday, you're back on it. So yeah. you've got to make sure you're in the position that you are. And, you know, try and enjoy your time off. So if you're nursing a handover in your, hangover in your time off, then you're not really getting that that respite that you actually need yeah you're recovering yeah, yeah. And really in all fairness you don't need it trust me we all think we do but we don't need to go out and get sloshed <laughs> yeah. we don't need to go out and get pissed yeah. yes go out and get 
have a, you know, I'll probably have finished work, have a glass of whiskey, not a glass, but you know, yeah. you know <laughs> I've got a great selection of whiskey here, and yeah. I'll, you know, I'll work my way through, and um, or a glass of wine, and have a chat with everyone, and find my way home. Um, but yeah, the weekend we we won the star. We were here till six o'clock in the morning drinking, and <laughs> Sunday was a write off. Monday was right off. Yeah. Even though when once whilst we were at the event, I was still nursing a hangover. Yeah. So it's I realised it adds no value to yeah. me, and that's what I try yeah. and tell the guys. And then you know, moving on to harder substances, are, you know, I've I've always been very much against it. Yeah. It's never played a part in my life. I've seen a lot of people go to the waiter. They've ruined their lives. Yeah. Because of dependence yeah. on certain substances, yeah. and I always do my best to. Stay, steer clear of it myself and promote that to all the guys yeah yeah no that well look it's i, I guess you you have a, a responsibility or a, a duty of care yeah. when you employ this many people now don't you especially so. when they're quite young as well so it's, yeah. it's, it's it's important that we from home that message like you don't need it yeah, yeah. do not need yeah, it and a lot of times where i'll force them to spend more time with me here which means they don't have the chance to go down to the pub and yeah. knock back six pints or whatever yeah. they do they'll yeah. sit here nurse a drink have a ch- laugh and a joke and yeah. that's it you know yeah. hopefully by that time they're, they're thinking it's too late I'll go home anyway which is great and, and, and yeah. that's how I do it but yeah I think mental health issues within our industry is a major issue as well for that I just think it's representative of the culture or the, the way people have been brought up. I think, yeah, fair enough. You know, people we put a lot more emphasis on feelings and stuff. Like, I'm an '80s kid. Yeah. Would we say we're built different? Yeah, I'd say so. I think you know, a lot of stuff, like stuff, doesn't bother me. Shit, just like straight over my head. Yeah. If someone says a bad thing to me, I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's more about me and what I think. Whereas you know, we we, we work now with a, a whole, I guess a whole generation of people who spent their whole life just being praised and and not really having to deal with criticism yeah yeah whereas we grew up in a world where we were criticized and that i think made me want to become better bigger and stronger makes you stronger doesn't it yeah so obviously being faced in a situation where you've got generational gaps and understandings and, and and the way basically our brains work are very different to this lot you need to be understanding yeah and so yeah, yeah what I do criticize I always try and praise as well and okay. I always make sure that if I have told anyone off come the end of the service I give them a hug and yeah let them explain to them the reasons as to why yeah nothing's ever personal and the following day we all start off we shake hands in the morning yeah every day's fresh but yeah the mistake we made yesterday we hope we don't make again. Yeah, let's try and learn from it and move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's a good place to be, yeah. isn't it? Good, good. Okay. Um, knowing what you know now, well, let's see, you had a time machine. Uh, <laughs> knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to uh, young actor uh, starting off or taking over your dad's restaurant? Uh, I, get, I assume that got met with a few uh, raised eyebrows at the time or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know changing uh, a traditional Indian restaurant did you say 90 covers to 40 it was like 70 cover restaurant a 70 to cover to 40 yeah. he must have thought you were off your head yeah, yeah, at yeah. the time and he's, uh, he's, he's the first to say it he's, <laughs> he is and he you know he recently said it to talking to a reporter and he said like I, I didn't 
believe he'd do it. Obviously, my mother was a great uh, yeah. supporter of everything Good. that I said. And so, so what advice would you give yourself, if knowing what you know now? I think, yeah, look, I think for me, it is believe in yourself. Okay. And fuck everyone else off you know with their, <laughs> if they've got any bullshit you tell them to fuck off yeah, right yeah. stick with this stick with what you know live your life by conviction yeah you know trust yourself and 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 and, and trust your it. guts yeah, yeah, yeah just do it like yeah. i did it when i was 20 years old and basically my last business you know that that business only worked and did what, what it did when i pushed what i wanted through and you know, proofs in the pudding. I'm no longer part of that business now, and it's not too rosy. Yeah. Whereas now, in the in my business, I do whatever I fucking want, yeah. and I it is based on my gut instinct and mm. my conviction. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to brag or anything, but we're doing all right. Yeah, yeah? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. In, in uncertain times like yeah. this, in the space of two and a half years, we've got five. We'll be we'll have five restaurants. Good. Yeah. And each restaurant, you know, we're not talking little holes in the walls. We're talking yeah. multi-million-pound restaurants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ophim's a two-million-pound project. This, this is a one-point-two. After we've done the cookery school, that's a two and a half million-pound project. Yeah. Brindley Place, million-pound project. Yeah. Edgbaston, two and a half, three million-pound project. Yeah. You know, we're, we're we're talking serious levels of investment. So, so very quickly, you've probably exceeded ten million pounds in investment yeah. by trusting your guts. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and stick your knackers on the line because <laughs> that way you've got no choice but to deliver yeah, yeah but yeah so what I'd say to myself is fucking just fuck everyone else like like, yeah. like my mate Luke says and Glenn like fuck everyone else off yeah. just do what you think is right yeah and yeah. that's what it's about it's do what you think is right yeah and you do that live and die by your sword that's yeah. it right yeah. you live and die by that Sticking knackers on the line. If you believe something, don't be swayed. Yeah, just do it. Just get on with it. Yeah. 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 And don't let anyone sidetrack you. Good. Good. I think. Well, I think that's good advice for yourself and good advice for anyone yeah. starting out, isn't it? Well, there's you know, that age-old fucking adage, isn't there? Too many chefs spoil the broth. Yeah. Too many opinions yeah. muddy the water. Yeah. And you end up with shit. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Do. Yeah. You know, you've got to have faith in yourself. Yeah, right? yeah I, agree. I agree. And there are people out there who will constantly, because of their own inequities, they will try and wear you down. They will try and try and basically put you, knock your own confidence. Yeah, well, that, I was about to say, yeah. I, I've, you know, you come across a lot of people who have things to say about you or your position and lots of the time it's their own insecurities yeah, isn't it yeah exactly yeah. you know so when i was told no one needs a food martyr blah blah yeah. blah blah it's because the person who said it to me knew he had no control over his own destiny because his his business was steered by someone else yeah, yeah. and yeah. and and the way it was going he didn't understand it yeah and yeah. that's why so, it, so for, for for a time i sat there and i thought shit you know does you know, maybe for about, you know, and I thought to myself, does is is he right? You know, yeah. and I I did go into a stage where for about eight months I was thinking, what the fuck am I doing with yeah. my life? Is this yeah. it? And then I went away on holiday with my son. Well, no, I went to Canada. I was in Canada for about two weeks. I came back and I said, you know, this isn't for me. So I, I, I basically said I'll be out. You know, I'm on my way out. Yeah. It's not it's not for me anymore. And then 
the business sort of like muddled on for another three or four months and it was just a load of shit. So then I went to Dubai with my son, came back and I said, you know what, I can't deal with this bullshit. Yeah. I cannot yeah. deal with this shit. You know, microwave fucking meals, tossing burgers, fuck yeah. that. You know, yeah. this isn't me. It's killing me inside. I want out. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I'm still trying to get out, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, that's, I don't let that ruin my, 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 my drive or anything like that. That's just another part of my life. I've parked it now. I'm, now I'm able to do. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. you've got to move on and look to the future. Which I, which I am. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so I'm moving on positively. Everyone says, oh, how do you manage it? But I, I, I fuck them. Really. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I just deal with, Good. deal with, you know, all the naysayers and Good. all the, all the negative people. Yeah. Fuck them. Let's think yeah. about what we're going to do. Good. Good. No, and nice. think about all the positive people in yeah, our life. You know, absolutely. We've got great mentors in this city. We've got great friends in this city. We had Andreas Antonio who dined with us twice last week. Yeah. You know, you've got people like that, you know, backing you and giving you their support. Luke, Glenn, Brad, Adam from St- Adam Stokes. You know, and we've got people like Gordon, Tom Kerry, Paul. Like you know, when I was opening a theme, like people were just shocked, not shocked, but like surprised with the amount of traction that we had just purely because of the I guess the, the establishment of chefs in the UK yeah. that they're just yeah. so supportive. Absolutely, like, I agree. Yeah. You know, it's and I was humbled by that to yeah. think like fucking hell all these people who have so much love for us. Yeah. I yeah. thought, you know what, it's fucking incredible. Like, yeah. When when the news got out or the rumours got out about the star, like yeah. you know, friends like Daniel Clifford and people like that, you know, Tom, Paul guys from Scotland, Tom Kitchen, yeah, Michael yeah. Smith, you know, our friends from like, you know, over in France and all over the world just yeah. sending us messages yeah. saying, just, just giving us a positive vibe. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck. You know, that's, that's what we're about and yeah. that's what you should concentrate on, not, not bullshit. Not, not, not the negative naysayers. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's it. No, I agree. I agree. Okay, what's a, what? What's a resource, a book, something which has helped you? A podcast. My mum. Your mum? Yeah, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> I, I still, to this day, we we joke about it, but to this day, I still like relate to food that my mum cooks, yeah, and yeah. I think, fuck, you know, how can we bring that in? So we were yeah. just talking the other day. We were just talking about. A nice bit of smoked monkfish that we want to do. You know, we're going to winter now. Yeah, yeah. Nice heartier fish. So, need to get. You know, what would go really well with it? So, normally you think about broth and you think summer and you know spring summer. But there's this lovely like you know, spicy sour broth that would really work with a lovely bit of smoked fish. So, yeah. you know, it's a broth that my mum made. It's and it's some one that you know we're working at with at the moment, getting the right greens and everything, the different textures on the plate to make it work but it started off with something that my mum cooked for yeah good yeah. so good. well you know it's like one of the things that the Michelin inspectors they, they ate and they tweeted about it was a component on the dish which is uh, gourd so snake and bitter gourd combined that's something that my mum used to cook yeah and that was on the plate and one of the dishes that they really enjoyed so yeah I think the best resource I've ever thankful you know to have um, yeah and it's free as well with my mum <laughs> well, that, yeah. well that's, uh, that's a very good one so but good. once again you know the other resource i will say something that i touched on earlier on is the support that i've got from all my friends in the trade yeah, like, yeah absolutely that's 
that's priceless to be yeah. honest yeah it's fucking priceless like now i'll get friends they'll say look i've just got hold of this stuff blah 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 from the markets in france or this has just come along this product you really need to try this you know that that's that's a resource and yeah. we often overlook yeah. it and we think um, you know either well, well it's you, relationships you, you can't resource. you can't buy those relationships you can you know that's uh, you're in a very privileged position for you know to be there so it's yeah. good it's good but it's like it's nice like and it works vice versa like a couple of years i had daniel clifford his daughter had to do a little thing at school and she had to do a recipe for an indian curry so and i text <laughs> over a load of stuff and she yeah. won and she got a great great she got the uh, an a star for it and yeah. so yeah so that's that's a resource yeah. that we have collectively within within our uh, nice. yeah. uh, our industry and especially the chef network. You know, we we are like a band of brothers in a weird yeah. way, and we're yeah. all we all know the shit we're in, yeah. and <laughs> we all collectively try and pull each other out of it. Good. Whether you're from the good. city or from a far from part of the world. Yeah, no, it's good. That's good. That's good. That's nice. Okay, and finally, we uh, you could invite any five people to a dinner party, past, present, living, past, whoever, who, 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 who do you invite? I think, you know, my grandfather is, uh, uh, my, from my mother's side, he, he, he knew me as a wayward lad when I was, uh, <laughs> when I was in a lot, lot of shit. I mean, okay. we, had a, we had a great, great relationship, we had a fucking great relationship, but he, you know, we spent a lot of time together when I got sent from, from Birmingham down to live in London because uh, there was a lot of the... Uh, issues that any inner city uh, yeah. ghetto has and you know, with gangs and everything else and I got heavily involved with that yeah. so to get me sort of remove me from that was to take you out of that environment yeah. which my parents did so they sent me shipped me off to London I lived with my grandparents on and off for a few years and um, I spent a lot of time with my grandfather and became really really close so uh, good it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be nice he's number one it'd be nice to uh, have him there to I guess so he can see that I've, I've turned out all right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you know, like my f- my father always said, like my mother, she said that we still worry for you because of how we've never stopped worrying for you. Like every, all my other brothers, are like, yeah, they're all right. They're, <laughs> they're quite sensible. They do that. And I was the one who's always getting in trouble. Okay, like, okay. You know, getting involved with stuff that I shouldn't do. And, yeah. And we always worry for you, but now. Off to turn that okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so obviously, yeah, it's my grandfather. Who else? Um, I'd, I'd say, like I said, I got an email from Gordon this morning, so I'd love okay. to love to cook for him because yeah. it's been ten years. Good to for him to see uh, how we've progr- how I've progressed, I guess. And yeah, I like I said, said to him in the email, like I've not squandered the gift that he gave me. Yeah, you know, and yeah. It's, uh, you know, it'd be a nice befitting thank you to him, I guess. Um, Good. So that's, that's two. <laughs> um, other people, I guess, I'm, I'm quite lucky because a lot of my childhood heroes and people that I've always admired, I've you've been, got to meet them. I've got to meet them. <laughs> I've got to cook for them. Like, you know, I've, just in this room here, I cook for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wow. Okay. And I've got, you know, a standing ovation from him and all of his guests. Wow. Uh, that's, that's that, nice. That's incredible, and he's just he's just a bloody lovely, <laughs> lovely guy. And then yeah. um, you've got 
another guy that I fucking love to bits is Michael Bublé. Ah, okay. I fucking love okay. him, and he's, he's, a, he's a great guy. I've always loved his music as well. And he looks like a nice guy. He, he is, he, <laughs> he is, he is. Nice so, guy. like, for me, like, obviously, that all the, the uh, stuff like Sinatra and all of that stuff, I, I do listen to him, and I was yeah. listen to it earlier on when you, when you yeah. actually uh, knocked on the door. Yeah. And um, so he's almost like, a, for me, a relatable version yeah. of that. So, yeah. you know, I, that, you know, so I've been lucky to cook for him a few times and yeah. thankfully I'm able to say, you know, we are we are on friendly terms and we you know, it's it's nice that he seeks me out whenever he's in the country or the city. Um, so that's three people. Um, I don't know, like I, I don't say it's hard to it's a hard one because now I understand, yeah. I, I, you know I'm lucky because I get to cook for my friends and family all the time and a lot yeah. of the guests that we cook for Yeah here at all the restaurants the people who supported me for yeah best best part of my career and i guess i get to cook for them all the time yeah which yeah. is nice like, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's, it's, you know a couple who who've always supported me and from the days when i was at, at my dad's restaurant from karma they still come to uh, oh wow okay to 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 a female here as well which is you know, I've I've had support like that, so yeah. So for me, who are these five people I'd like to cook for? Five's not enough, you know. Yeah. A lot of my childhood heroes, like I said, I've always I've had the pleasure of cooking for them already. Yeah. But who I take, I think, guess the greatest pleasure of cooking for those those who've been so kind enough to support me over my twenty six year good career good. who to this day still support me and all yeah. of my restaurants and nice those are the guys that I yeah, yeah. nice so nice. yeah so there isn't five it's more like five thousand <laughs> it's probably about five hundred thousand yeah. yeah but I'm, I'm lucky <laughs> but to no, be able to good. do that that's no, good it's, it's nice that's and nice. when they come to the restaurant I'm able to go out talk to them have a chat yeah on the other occasions some of them where I'll you know I'll have a drink with them afterwards yeah, when, they, yeah. when I finish work and it's it's nice yeah it good nice. good all right well look thanks a lot and thanks welcome, for your mate. time thank you that was thank really you. good thank you